You're listening to Moto the Podcast, a podcast about life, music, culture, entertainment, pretty much everything. Led by two future lawyers, Mahini and Toby. Moto. That's why it's called Moto. Right, welcome back to another episode of Moto. We are still with the Culture series, and today we are talking about a particular TV show that happens once a year. Once happened twice a year. That was a weird one. Of course, I'm talking about Love Island. I don't know if it was clear at all if you were talking about Love Island. Was it not? That's why I was going to start and go, tonight on Moto. Okay, just just go for it, yeah. No, no, that was great. We're talking about Love Island. We think it's culturally relevant. Or maybe it's not cultural at all. (laughs) Or no. We're talking about that, the themes of dating, culture in dating. And we're just going to say the words I think are relevant intermingled with culture to try and keep on topic. (laughs) But yeah, so specifically the, um, I don't know, dating etiquette. Etiquette. So let's just start because I appreciate not everyone will have seen Love Island before. Yes. If you haven't watched Love Island, then you're top tier human being. <laughs> you are a top yeah. tier human being. So what is it, Toby? What, what, is, what is Love Island? So the funny thing is, in a way, it's not particularly unique in the sense that it's just your kind of run of the mill reality show. It's on around summertime it taps into this like holiday romance six or seven something like that girls and boys go on it's very um heteronormative i won't delve into the problems of that but that they basically just kind of have conversations get to know each other i really hate that i'm using the jargon <laughs> in the show pull one another for various chats and periodically maybe like once a week there's this um what they call a recoupling and either the girls or the guys will choose in order their person they want to couple up with and yeah to be honest in the middle they do these like overly sexual challenges um based around like sex positions and like tidbits of information about their like sex lives and stuff it's a bit it's very cringe but i don't know it's quite addictive and people go home if they don't stay in a couple the aim is to find someone that you really connect with and have a lot in common with enough to go the distance yeah and then the winning couple at the end gets a big chunk of money right yeah and every year they do this really really cringy pointless golden ball (laughs) style do you want to steal the money or split it yeah why why do you think it appeals to you um so i didn't start watching it until first year of uni and i'd never heard of it it was something that a lot of people in my halls of residence were doing so we all gathered together and watched it and it kind of became just like an evening organized activity would all watch it and then it gives you something to talk about and also like you said it's around summer and then it gives you the chance to live vicariously through these often very attractive people living in a villa in the sun having fun and causing lots of dramatic things so it's kind of escapism again that we've spoken about and also just a bit I feel like it unites people in a very weird way. There are people in my office at work who I never would have had them down as someone who would watch Love Island. If you have a shared opinion about the show, it unites people in a very strange way. Like a 60-year-old partner at my firm and myself agreed on a point and we'd never spoken before. And I was just like, whoa, we're bonding. That's interesting because I was assumed that there was there was an age demographic, but it feels like everyone from like middle school to saying 60-year-old partners in law firms are watching it. I think that's just a testament to how kind of popular and far-reaching it is. It, for me, was in, I think, year 13 or year 12. It was definitely during sixth form. It was probably around the same season you were watching. I gave it a go. I think I was just looking for something really easy watching. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is a bit naff. But for some reason, I kept watching it. Um, And then the following year, I thought, well, I'll watch it from the beginning this time. 
maybe mm. I'll get a bit more into it. It's like you said, escapism. It really is because it's something quite mind numbing. It's on every night except for Saturday. So it's something you can rely on being there at nine. <laughs> that won't bail at 9.15. <laughs> also, I think everyone just loves a love story. Like they love the idea of backing two random strangers who are falling in love. But, but now it's like a bunch of influencers and like a bunch of models and a bunch of... Yeah, they typically are already influencers and head of the show, obviously yeah. go to the gym to bulk up or slim down or whatever before they go on yeah so in a way those kind of images that we see of like the perfect the notion of like the perfect body and stuff almost are becoming more and more unattainable I think yeah, there are so many problems with the show but I think on a very basic without unpacking if we go on to unpack all of that I think people like the idea of watching someone fall in love in, like during the summer I just think it's nice but then that's not actually that realistic because how many people stay together after they- yeah but I, but I do think there is something in that holiday romance type thing i think it is a very unique kind of setting where kind of love is in the air i know i say love i don't mean genuine <laughs> true love i mean yeah like roman romanticism lust and, is in the air on yeah, love exactly. island and i think you know there are moments where people genuinely form these yeah. kind of summer romances and that is something that we all can tap into and i feel like that is genuine but no it's not i don't think it's true love in any sense no. really <laughs> But I think another big part of it is sometimes they're actually quite funny. Like some of the things I'll come out with. I saw one guy was like, oh, mate, how many countries are there in the world? And he really confidently was like, 52. Then this other guy was like, no, mate, that's the number of weeks in the year. And the other guy just went, oh, I'm not calling them all stupid. I'm sure they're very bright individuals. They know what they're doing. They're marketing themselves in a way that's going to get them work after they're not idiots i mean on that note if you if you search piers morgan love island you will find him interviewing someone from love island ranting about how they're all dimwits um, <laughs> but they're not dimwits but some of them do come out with uh, some really funny lines that are entertaining which is why i think people get behind it as well because they're characters it's got fantastic production and and on the topic of one-liners uh, ian sterling who narrates it i used to find him a bit annoying but i honestly think his material is so good i genuinely it makes it, it makes me laugh out loud because he almost pokes fun at it he kind of he he's the one that breaks the fourth wall and acknowledges how ridiculous it is so he's, he's almost the, the voice with which the show pokes fun at its own yeah. show kind of thing just one thing i thought of there was one series and i feel like this really shows you just how silly it is do you remember kem and amber yeah it was early on in the show when they were on the season and they were having this just literally really mundane <laughs> conversation i couldn't even tell you what it was about and then kem kind of like he was kind of being playful but he kind of tapped her probably a bit too hard but with this cushion on one of the day beds and there was just this like awkward pause and then she just started <laughs> crying and then she walked off and then Ken was like burying his head in his hands and she was walking off and they were playing this like slow down <laughs> reverb version of Justin Bieber's Sorry. And then it ended the episode and I was like, that's their idea yeah. of a cliffhanger. Pillow fight gone wrong. It's just the drama. We love the drama. And I think sometimes like if you've had a really boring or rubbish day at work and then you can come home and watch someone fight on TV, it's quite funny. Or also if you see someone being really cute, then that's like, oh, people can be cute. And that's, it's nice. I don't know. It's, I think it's a very human... It's kind of weird, actually. We're just observing people be. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's kind of recaptured some of the, like, OG Big Brother-style ex human experiment yeah. type thing. But equally, on the other hand, more than ever, you've got people going in. And that's, that's a question I was going to ask earlier, is do you think people can honestly say they're going on for the experience of meeting people foremost? Or do you think they're just going on because they know that they're gonna, it's going to boost their influencer career afterwards? I 
I'm happy to say like I'd be interested in like being in a relationship but I'm also happy to date also fine being on my own but I think a lot of people our age are in that kind of mindset but not to the extent that I would say I'm going to go on national television because I think that is the only way I'm going to find love like no if you're genuinely looking for love I just think there are so many other ways to go about it there's so many other factors to love island that I would I just don't think I buy the whole I'm only here to find love they're there to like bump their status but they still now even in just the like introductory videos and the conversations and the points of contention are always about who's in there genuinely to find love quote unquote none of them them and who's in there for like to just play oh they they talk about playing a game they don't even talk about you're here because yeah. you want the fame they always say like it's you're hilarious. playing a game <laughs> they, none of them acknowledge the reasons that but they're also really when there. they say you're here to play a game i think they genuinely forget sometimes like that they're all playing a game and when they say playing a game i think mm. they just mean it's a player who wanted a free holiday but it's so much more than that the fame and the status and the work that comes to people following the show is too profound to simply say they're going on the show for love that's stupid i don't buy it and there was one year where this guy called adam he did go on i i believe and it was also a running joke in the show that he was genuinely there for a free holiday and, and i think the proof was that he he didn't really show any interest in getting to know anyone in a romantic level he was just there because he wanted a free yeah. pay for holiday in, in in a very beautiful villa it's funny like it was funny that time but if everyone was there for that reason it would be it wouldn't be interesting no they, ha- they play up to yeah. the concept i think like i'm not saying that i don't think they want to be in a relationship i'm sure a lot of them do but that's not the only reason they're there just that's not how you're gonna find it yeah maybe they will find it there because they're obviously going to be with like-minded individuals who also think it's a good idea um part of me always really wanted to go on the show but i would not be allowed he wants to know as well how the public would think of you how who would relate to you who wouldn't that kind of thing um because people definitely form camps and they love someone one day and then hate them the next it almost feels very much the same sort of behavior that was around the um amber heard and johnny depp trial you know the difference between two days completely changes who people are rooting for we're all so fickle and it's kind of weird that we all gather around our televisions to judge a bunch of young people who we know nothing about and then they'll do one thing and we're immediately not on their side anymore i think it says a lot about us as the viewers as well as the people that are actually going on there and and what we're watching is a 50 minute show which is filmed over 24 hours and so they're obviously going to pick the bits and create a narrative yeah yeah so anyway i think we've um expressed our i don't know what to call it (laughs) our obsession with the show i think so is what we're watching on tv how much of that is what we see in our day-to-day lives how much of it is just not realistic and in particular dating culture like do do we behave the way that they behave on telly i mean i don't behave how they behave on telly let's break it down so what i'm what i'm getting at here is this idea of what i would call dating culture which is where you can have lots in common or be getting on really well with someone and you kind of move up to the point where you're like i want to pursue this in a romantic level we're not just having you know banterous chat <laughs> but at the same time you can be interested in other sorry, people sorry is that what you're is that what you're looking for on the first couple of dates you just want some banterous but you know chat. what i mean that like line between being just friends is it flanter or is it banter what's yeah. the first one flanter yeah flirty banter just flirting what's the anter bit like that? if someone's flirting with you it could be boring chat but then if someone came up and made me laugh and then went oh that's a nice laugh 
Oh, actually, that's kind of weird. I don't know. I can't think of a good flanter example right now, but it's where you marry the two together. I said something once that I didn't intend to be a chat up line, but it sounded like a really bad chat up line. I was was out having drinks with just with friends and I went up with one other person to order a drink and they went out to pay on their card and I was like, you're with Nat West, I see. It sounded like it was like a cheesy chat-up line. But what kind of a chat-up line is that? I feel like there's some like unity in having the same bank. <laughs> oh, we have uh, so much in common. Like your money is my money, you know what I mean? Did they take it in that way? I don't think I would have taken it in that way personally. No, but... we, kind, we kind of laughed at that it sounded yeah. that way. I didn't mean to be talking about your banking. Switch the letter and then it's a bit awkward. But, but yeah, to bring it to culture and the dating culture that we live in, I think our perspectives are very different because you've been in a relationship for a while and I am perpetually single. What you think dating culture in the UK is like and then I'll do mine. Well, that's the thing. Every time uh, a new series of Love Island comes out, I'm kind of struck by the same question of how much of the population is behaving like. does this represent yeah. like is going out as like serial dating kind of thing whenever they introduce themselves and talk about their like past relationships and stuff. Some of them surprise me and they're like in three mm. months single and so they're kind of talking about in that three months they've been basically dating Mm. lots of people and then you've got other people who are like I've never had a relationship and they're always sort of surface level lustful Mm. relationship but I I just find that whether it's for three months or it's been your whole like dating experience I just struggle to see how people can be interested on a romantic level with lots of people because I think there's an element of like intimacy that comes from getting to know Mm. someone I just feel like it takes a lot of energy out of you and I don't see how someone could genuinely be flirting with an intention to get closer to someone whilst also doing that with someone else I just feel like it's just a bit complicated, that's all. I think a lot of people, they just don't want to limit their options. I think a lot of people are so obsessed with the idea that they can always find something better and they don't want to settle because they're continually looking. Do you think there's an end goal to that? Or do you think people just are going to be unhappy because they'll always be looking for something they don't have? I don't know. I think it's difficult because from my perspective, I'm kind of, it's very strange. I think I'm quite a stereotype in the fact that I say I want to be in a relationship, but then really nice guys will ask me out and I'll immediately shoot them down. And then the boys that I want to go out with will shoot me down. And it's like, I'm chasing my own tail at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I am genuinely interested. Like honestly, there's no judgment from my end. I just find it very unrelatable. Don't get me wrong. Like I like buying into it. It's kind of funny. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes people just surface level want to flirt and have a good time and that's fine. But then on the flip of that, I don't think the intimacy that you're talking about and the getting to know people, I don't think people are actually trying that. I think everyone wants to keep it surface level, whether that's because they've been previously hurt in the past or they have no interest in settling down. But it's actually really difficult to get to know someone. And whether that's because we're judging people too quickly, whether it's on looks alone and then you're not really giving someone a chance to show you who they are. And then people just get pushed away to the wayside. I think that's a mistake I've been making. I'm quite superficial and I don't like that about myself and I'm actually genuinely trying to change it. We can come on to this when we talk about Thursday, but um, I think it ties into shows like Love Island and it ties into social media because we're being presented this idea that perfect people do exist. So we, and that's not just in terms of looks, but that's in terms of behavior and ambition and family orientation. And it's just we can kind of see that they might be real somewhere and we see these perfect relationships somewhere. So why would we settle and try and get to know someone that doesn't immediately strike us as having all of those things? I think that's wrong. Yeah, and I think think that's healthy to a point, but 
you know, it kind of goes without saying that if, if we're being fed this idea of there's a perfect thing out there, then yeah. obviously you're going to be chasing something that doesn't exist. This actually reminds me, I, whenever I watch the film The Beach, that one yeah. DiCaprio, which is based on a, on a novel by, is his name Alex Garland? There's a line in that book and in the movie, which I find almost rings true more than anything, which is, it's about infatuation. It goes something like, when you're infatuated with someone, you'll find just about any reason to explain that they're the person you're meant to be with. Yeah. It could be something as stupid as like, just you happen to find yourself taking pictures of the night sky with them and you go, this is so romantic. We're meant to be together. However, because it ultimately is infatuation, it's the same thing that would lead you to to kind of turn your head to look elsewhere other than that relationship. And then it just creates this constant cycle. And I don't know if that's like a modern notion or if that is just what we're like in human nature. I kind of feel like Love Island is kind of toying with that. Yeah. And also Bojack Horseman. I don't know if you've seen (laughs) it. I have seen that, yeah. That's... It's a deep show. For anyone that's not seen it, it's a cartoon show on Netflix. He's a horse. He's very depressed. He was a famous actor. They never really address the fact that they're animals, do they? I know. It's just like, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. It's very dark. I wouldn't watch it if you're not in great mental health shape because it will touch on topics that may trigger a lot of people. But um, he was dating someone and he was kind of pushing her away and sort of saying, everyone always runs away from me eventually. Um, and then the time came for them to break up and one of them said that's the thing about rose tinted spectacles red flags just look like bunting when you have them on or something like that and I was like whoa Mm, it's so deep deep. because it's kind of true and it goes hand in hand with infatuation when you're infatuated with someone we just excuse their bad behavior and we just excuse the red flags that we can see and we feel and it's that gut feeling but we're so excited by the chemistry that we have with them that we overlook it and then the second it becomes real we just turn them off and we're like nope next and it's it's so immediate and it's what they do on love island they immediately like i think one guy on this series was into a girl like but literally within a day he hates her it's like but you were obsessed yesterday and today it's like no don't say their name in front of me it's insane yeah and what that means is sometimes they will confess that they, they'll say i mm. love you kind of thing or they'll ask someone to be their girlfriend but that usually happens later on in the show and it's usually the people yeah. that have been there from the beginning but often what happens is the conversation of if one of us gets voted off would the other person yeah. leave the show in order to pursue them and that's almost they often consider that the like ultimate yeah. test would you do that not going the distance it's that's loyalty not the test of the show it's would you leave would you sacrifice your reality career to go home and not and not be forced to get to know other people when the person yeah. you really likes not there and um there's like one person had this conversation where they talked about leaving together but then the next day they're already interested in someone else can't be love it must be infatuation yeah and lust and i think chemistry is really a huge factor in all of this because i don't think that they're completely lying on love island when they like someone i think they genuinely must be attracted to each other and it's it's kind of mad because when you have chemistry with someone it makes everything else I don't know. It seems dull in comparison to people you don't have chemistry with. Everything's just more exciting when you have chemistry with someone. And I think it's why people cheat. I'm not justifying cheating. I don't condone it. I think it's rubbish. If you're not in it with someone anymore, then end it and pursue the other things that you're interested in. But I think it's a huge factor in why people cheat because they just are so animalistic in what they want. And when they feel the chemistry and the attraction, they just act on it rather than like thinking about the person they know and the person that they, in inverted commas, should be loyal to kind of thing. Yeah, because I think they're led by the, I'm meant to be with this person, so I'm willing to trade this history I have with this yeah. person to pursue something that is an ocean yeah. in my head. And then you'll probably do the same but thing But it's shocking. 
I was at a bar the other week and this guy was hitting on me and he wasn't being subtle. He was a good looking guy. We eventually ended up like standing next to each other. You could see me pushing through everyone <laughs> to like get to a position where I'm standing <laughs> next to him. It wasn't, you know, sometimes where it's ambiguous and you're like, is this person flirting with me? Are they not? Like, are we just having a conversation? Yeah. There was no ambiguity. He was being very forward. And then he goes, I'm going to walk away right now because I have a girlfriend. How did that make you feel? I was surprised because I wasn't, I would never have expected someone to be in a relationship to be saying the things that he was saying. Do you think he genuinely had a girlfriend or do you think that was his way of getting out of a conversation? No, I think he had a girlfriend. He was with some friends who then like mentioned it after. Oh, right. I think he knew he'd crossed a line and kind of panicked. Yeah, I was surprised, shocked. Weirdly, I don't know. It's kind of messed up to say flattered because I knew that he'd crossed a line because he wanted to because he obviously like found me attractive so that's flattering but then I felt a bit sad because I was like oh even if I do eventually end up in a relationship can anyone actually be trusted to behave themselves and I know there's the whole like flanter like sorry banter as you call it banterous chat like that's all fine (laughs) but when you're genuinely crossing a line and you've got a partner I don't think that's okay and it makes me feel like very very sorry for the other person you immediately empathize with the person that they're betraying in a way and you think if i was that person would i be okay with this and if the answer is no then you you, that's almost enough to make stop you in your tracks but what is cheating is it physical stuff i do think it's really depend i think there's fundamental things but i think for the most part it's ultimately just a betrayal and i think it's doing something that you know the other person would be betrayed by in a way there's there's a context dependent thing there are things that some people are going to be okay with and some things other people aren't going to be okay with and then some fundamental things that I would be surprised if people were okay with. Yeah, it obviously depends on the couple, but I would expect whoever is in that couple to know what their partner would feel betrayed by. And then if you're doing it or if you're hiding it, I think it's the, the hiding element. If you do something and you know telling your partner would cause a problem, then you've probably done something bad. Yeah. And I think if you're not sure, then obviously err on the side of caution because you should respect the person who you're going to have to see again the next day over the person that you might never yeah. see again is there is it is it the kind of people that would stray in a relationship like that are they the kind of people that go on love island is that hmm. the people it's capturing or not or is there some overlap and some not because it does also feel like when they couple up which is basically they're in a relationship but they're not some people on love island will be like we're in a couple which means that we're basically in a relationship so you're betraying me by looking elsewhere and other people are like we're not boyfriend and girlfriend we're just in a couple like you're supposed to look elsewhere so it's very much people use it to suit their circumstances yeah they define it however it suits them there's something pacifying when they do get into a couple or relationship isn't there where they almost become softer they seem to be more committed even though it's ultimately just a holiday fling but about the question in terms of do i think love island attracts people who are inherently going to cheat no I don't think so I think it's difficult because when they're in that situation there's loads of people that they it's just like going to university I guess and imagine becoming a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever on day one when you haven't even met everyone and it's the whole you know how you said at the start it's like getting to know people that their first initial reaction and normally when they choose who they get to be paired up with that's solely based on the physical attraction they have with people and then the more time they spend they don't do anything they're just spending time with each other and the more time they do that 
and they get to know people. What really annoys me is the number of times they, they'll call someone and they'll be like, can we go and sit over there and, and have a conversation? They sit down and they go, would you be interested in getting to know me? Or would you be interested in chatting to <laughs> yeah. me? It's like, just chat. Stop like bookending <laughs> yeah. it with this. Do you want to get to know me? Just talk about it. Just be like, um, so yeah, what do you like doing? I mean, someone did say, what do you like doing on a Sunday? But don't you think it's so full on? How can you initially just say, oh, are you interested in me from the get-go? They don't know. Spend time together, hang out. And there's a lot of them being put on the pedestal, isn't there? And being like, right, you make a decision yeah. right now. Do you want to go the distance? When actually they don't They've know. Been... And they, but people will then make decisions and say things they don't yeah. really mean. It comes back to buy them. I guess that's they? kind of why I say no to going on dates with people. Because from the get-go, I'll think, no, I'm not really attracted to you. I don't really want to get to know you. Whereas... If I'm in a friendship group and I am getting to know someone on a really easy organic level, I'll start to look at them differently and you attraction can grow. But then when you're immediately like, are oh, you yeah. attracted to me? Do you, do you want something now? Tell me now. Or I'm going to pursue elsewhere. No one has any patience. Mm. I think as well, because it's almost like they, they need to be, you need to be friends first with the person that you're interested in. and But they don't get the chance to just be friends because that's always it, that just getting to know, taking your time is interrupted by these like weekly recouplings, these things where you have to just confront the question of, do I like this person romantically? And it's difficult to... I think it's such a luxury to have, have obviously that's where, that's your background. So you were friends with your girlfriend before you became boyfriend and girlfriend and you were in the same group. But like a lot of people don't have like, they know their friends and they know that there's nothing like that in their groups. So it's really nice. And I think it's a lovely way to find someone, but it's definitely not that usual. I think a lot of people rely on dating apps nowadays or like friends introducing them to other people they know or just work and chance meetings. Well, let's, let's talk about that because that was something we were quite keen to discuss. Where, where do you think dating apps fit in this cultural question about dating? I think a lot of people are are they a necessity now do you think i, I mean i'm i do you would you think i mean we're not basing this on any evidence but do you think most people use it at some point in their lives i think a lot of people are intrigued by them so i'd be surprised unless you've been in a long-term relationship for a really really long time i'd be surprised if you hadn't downloaded it just to see um i find them annoying i don't know anyone that i've met through a dating app has just been slightly odd um, and I've always been disappointed and you can kind of tell do you think they promise something that they don't actually offer potentially yeah potentially but I, I mean people might say the same when they meet me but it's it's kind of like I'd just much rather have one of those Hollywood meet cute I dropped a bunch of books on my foot and someone gallant runs over and helps me pick them back up but first of all, there's never that many books just lying about. And second of all, no one's gallant anymore. So it wouldn't work. But yeah, I don't know. But so right, yeah. Have you heard of the dating app called Thursday? Is this one where only the girls can message first and you can only do it on Thursday? That's Bumble. Or is it? Bumble is actually good because it allows the girl to message first and kind of makes it harder for unsolicited aubergine pictures and things like that and creepy messages. <laughs> um, so Bumble's yeah. got that niche thursday it's kind of cool actually i think the issue with dating apps is sometimes people message and then no one actually bothers to meet up or you message for too long and then you meet up and you've already built up an image in your mind of what this person is like and then you're immediately yeah. disappointed but thursday only operates on a thursday you can match people you get 10 likes and then you can buy a ticket obviously like if you're chatting to them you can organize a date yourself but then you can buy a ticket 
to go to an event so run by Thursdays. So there's this whole Thursdays. like actual event side that's happening on a like, weekly basis that's being run by the company. Yeah. That's, that's unique. Yeah, there's lots of different events. It's Yeah, it is. I think it's very smart. It's very... And are they good events or are they like cringy like university discos? So I've only been to one. I went to one this week at Brixton Jam with a co-worker and my flatmate. Let me call her in and we'll get both of us to tell you but you thought we didn't have a guest for you this episode well if you stuck around for this <laughs> long then you're about to be pleasantly surprised housemate <laughs> hannah wait tonight on moto a new girl has just entered the villa give it up for hannah McAloon. Woo! hello everyone i think you just wooed yourself yeah and she backs herself so they say in uh, love island i deserve the woos i think this is like a world's first. You're very woo-worthy, I have to Thank say. Thank you, Toby. I knew one of you would have my back. So, Han, we have called you into my bedroom to talk about where we went on Thursday night. Would you like to tell the audience where we went, how it made you feel, and would you go again? So the Thursday dating app um, now has some kind of like in-person events that they do every Thursday at loads of bars throughout London. Um, so Mahini and I were like let's give it a go 800 single people in one room what have we got to lose um and it was good fun to be honest did you have to have connected with someone on the app before you go or do you just buy a ticket and then not having messaged anyone no yeah we just bought a ticket um that probably would have been a sensible way to go about things um i actually did match one person called rafe (laughs) Um, but he didn't message me back until 11 and then you lose your contacts at midnight so it was stupid anyway. So it wasn't quite the Cinderella story you had in mind? No. So we went to Brixton Jam looking for our Prince Charming. There was no one charming there. Like, I have to I have to let you know that. It's very intense. <laughs> when you walk in, everyone's kind of there for the same reason. So imagine walking into a bar and just, like, every head turning towards you just to, like, check out what the, what the vibe is. Like, are you the one for them? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And people weren't even subtle either. It was... They would look at you in such a feral way and... You kind of either looked back in that way or what I did was just like stare at Hannah and be like, I'm only going to look at you because I'm so stressed out by this whole situation. Sounds really unnerving. I feel like you should make your own like Thursday ID. And then if anyone's being overly creepy, just be like, look, I'm just working on the event. I don't, I'm not actually here for the same reason as you. <laughs> That's actually insanely smart. Um, but also, I think I personally need to work on face to face letting people down. I rely on a quick little text so it was good for me to just uncomfortably go I'm just gonna go find my friends now kind oh, of thing. and how many times can you say the same thing that's I think I would struggle I, know, with that. I feel like in that situation like when you're in person and you're mid-conversation with someone and you don't want, really want to be talking to them because you know you're not interested you literally just had to like walk off or like start talking to another guy or like go and find your friends and it was actually a bit savage oh my god gotta do what you gotta do this guy came up to me and he said what are you doing here and then I was just like well I'm just what what I just didn't have the energy to think of anything witty I didn't find him attractive I really hope he's not listening to this because I think I told him about Moto anyway um hello and thank you for listening sorry about what you're about to hear but anyway I just wasn't attracted at all anyway um yeah then this guy went no I just mean it's impossible to me that you're single I just went and then walked away I just couldn't do it yeah honestly some of the one-liners and i feel like everyone as well was like oh so is this your first thursday and i was like can we have some better chat please like come on come on guys it's exactly like what you would expect when you're reading out the chats from a dating app it's like hey hey how was your day good you 
yeah good you and it was painful i was like we are in person now we're not shackled by our keyboards let's get creative let's have some so was there any kind of diamonds in the rough no i make friends friends with some some girls that were really nice um i really like them so i think generally what i learned was what i already knew um girls are better than boys i actually did talk to someone that i thought was all right it surprised me because a lot of boys that are usually my type were at this event I could see them everywhere like I could see so many past mistakes just (laughs) presented in a room and I just stayed away from them I didn't even like even if I saw one of them looking at me I was like you know what no I know who you are well obviously that's hella judgmental I feel like you would have mentioned but did either of you see anyone you knew no nobody that knew um thank god that would be really awkward I think like I don't I don't like the idea of someone that I like vaguely know watching me try and flirt with all these guys like that's not for me it's not like bumping into someone at a bar because this is a bar where the bar is high in terms of what everyone wants. Right. Like no one's there because they're semi open to dating people. Everybody there wanted to date someone yeah. or that at least they wanted someone for whatever reason, you know. You're not out there with your friends and then if you speak to someone else, like another group, that's you fine. This to. is like you're you're all got to split no. up at some point. It almost makes you ask, why would you do this to yourself? Do you think it does seem a bit absurd, doesn't it? <laughs> it is a bit absurd would you go again that's what that's that's i feel like the killer question i feel like yeah like i feel like especially as the evening went on and possibly as i had more wine it became kind of more fun and even some of the guys that like we spoke to in the beginning that you weren't necessarily interested in like i'd go back to them later and bump into them and be like how was your night going and it felt like you made some friends you know like you were invested in their life like you want them to do well so yeah it was fun but it was just like very intense right yeah i I massively relate to that. It was kind of like you you would meet people, you would realise they weren't for you very quickly because the chemistry was off, the chat was off or whatever, but you can appreciate they're actually a decent person. And then you'd walk past them on your way to the toilet and you'd see them chatting to a girl and you'd be like, thumbs up, mate. Yes, right. you can do this, Simon. Like, you're going to smash it, smash it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, oh, would I go again? In the first hour, I, was, I really was not happy. I felt super overwhelmed and I just was I'd had a really stressful day at work so my head wasn't very fun and free and chill mm. I was very in my own head and I was feeling really stressed and then I don't really like to link it or give anyone credit but if I hadn't have bumped into the person who I ended up talking to for most of the night I don't think I would have come out of that saying I would be open to going again right. but I probably would go again um just because he was surprisingly nice to talk to and I had a good conversation so if I could have that again then it, I think it would be worth it. So did you just bump into each other or was there a bit more that kind of drew you together? Do you think, was there any like destiny at work? <laughs> Maybe destiny actually. Well, my coworker had seen a guy that she really liked and she was very keen on him and he had a stripy shirt on and this guy wearing a white t-shirt walked past me and I thought he was sat next to stripy t-shirt or stripy shirt man. So I just was like, hey, you, my friend likes your stripy shirt man friend. And he was like, I really need to go to the toilet, but oh my goodness, like I, I will help you make this happen. Um, turns out he wasn't friends with Stripey Shirtman. He was friends with someone else. It was a whole misunderstanding, but we kept bumping into each other. A misunderstanding's good. That's the stuff of rom-coms. Yeah, well, I gave him my number and he hasn't texted, so it's not a rom-com. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I had a nice time and it makes me think that maybe there are nice people there. But yeah, I found it overwhelming. I don't think I'll be a regular... 
No, neither. Not a regular. I'd go again if like another friend wanted to go or something. Like it, it was it was fun and it was funny. Um, but yeah, not necessarily like dying to go again next Thursday, if you know what I mean. However, we did learn I am the best wig woman. Like honestly, <laughs> not just for Mahini, but another girl that I'd never met before. Like literally made friends with her and I was like, my mission tonight is to find you a guy. And like also for Mahini, I was sick. Like not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Woohoo. I really would like like to disagree but also kind of agree Hannah's not a good wing woman she is an obtuse wing woman she literally sat down me and this guy had been chatting for what four hours at this point yeah I haven't spoken to anyone else it was going well I knew he was like it was I knew it was fine I was then Han comes over and goes have you kissed her yet she's got very soft lips and then she said which I loved can you tell me three good reasons why you're a good boy Like he's a dog. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to vet the boy. I was like, let's just cut to the chase here. You've been talking to each other for hours. Like, what's the situation? Why should you be allowed to continue? (laughs) And yeah, Hannah afterwards was like, whoa, Mahini, he wasn't your usual type at all. He was actually nice. (laughs) It's what you want to hear, isn't it? I mean... I know. I've got a point though, but it was impressive. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is like the time that you start going for the nice guys, which I really hope so. Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll definitely think about it. Food for thought. I think it ties into everything we've been talking about. It was very like, so me and Tope, you weren't here for the start of the episode. We were talking about infatuation and lust and how people are very quick to turn heads when a new opportunity is there. And I think that venue was very like that. I could see people mid-conversation and side-eyeing other people at the same time it's like they no one can fully commit to even a flipping conversation yeah i'm just like can you just stop like giving yourself whiplash every five seconds checking everyone out and look at what's in front of you kind of kind of linking it to love island it feels like the more options you have the more your head turn can't trust humans can you yeah exactly i feel like we're just kind of we're just inundated with choice these days. Like when when our grandparents grandparents were our age, like they'd go to like the local dance and like there'd be like a selection of women there that they could pick from. But yeah. now there's like hundreds or thousands of people like within the swipe of an app. So a selection of women, like it's a chocolate <laughs> but Life is a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, but then like there'd be probably maybe there's twenty women there and like they've already got partners and stuff. So you got your one. That's my grandma. <laughs> See, but that's I love that. We all feel the pressure of. As I, we, I'm speaking on behalf of all single people everywhere, but there's a pressure to to use your time wisely getting to know the right people, I think. Mm. This reminds me, have you heard that Bo Burnham sketch where he's talking about how girls just want a boy to love and he sings and he's like, if you want a boy to love, just pick a boy and love him. And I think it actually might just be that simple. No, definitely agree. And I feel like it works both ways, right? There's so much choice that like it's hard to meet someone but then when you do meet someone you're like well how do I know this person's the right person like what if that guy that I swiped two days ago is the right person and I just like I'm going to ignore him now but I think yeah maybe you just got to ignore some people <laughs> and go for one at a time and be like is it you I do find it hard to stay attracted to people that are dating multiple people at a time though because then I know that they're not actually paying attention and I think I can offer a nice I think you know what I'm gonna say it. I think I'm two-handed catch guys two-handed but no one's gonna appreciate that if they're holding a gazillion things they can't catch me then but i feel like fundamentally everyone wants to feel like they're the one person that someone's into and i feel like that's the reason it seems so complicated to date lots of people i feel like that's human nature and i feel like that's why it causes so much drama on love island because everyone's there doing the same thing but whenever they're the one who's not the only person in someone's life they don't like it 
Yeah, because I, f- I feel like for me personally, I, I can't really date more than one person at once. I don't know if I just find it too confusing. Like maybe that's just me being a bit, a little bit like dumb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, but I don't. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah. Woo. Um, but I don't mind if I was starting to date someone and they were dating other people for the first like however long until like we found out we would actually get on really well. And then I'm kind of like, I don't know if you think that I am more similar and more like suit to you than the other people that you were dating then you stop dating them that's fine but there just comes a point where you want to be the only one otherwise like bye yeah but then i agree i do massively agree it's really hard to say oh yeah i'm not dating anyone else because you don't yet know especially when it's not someone that's vetted or from a friend but then it's a whole vicious cycle of then you have to start being like are we exclusive yet and then are we official yet and there are so many labels i just want someone to be like i like you i spend time with you now yeah okay you want some pizza? And having to do it over and over again as well must be tiring. Oh, it's exhausting. If someone asks me like what my hobby is one more time, I'll slap them. Look it up. I'm online. <laughs> Find out for yourself. I just... I'm not dating at the minute. I just like, cannot be bothered with the apps. I'm just sick of like that repeat conversation. Maybe when the weather gets a bit colder and I'm like looking for someone to cuddle me, we'll go back to it. But at the minute, it's not happening. <laughs> Boys can stay away. Just, just one more question I have is how do you feel about just not actively trying to date, but just being content being single and knowing and accepting and and being hopeful that something will just pop up in your life i mean because meaning you were kind of saying at the beginning that that's a luxury and that doesn't always happen and so you kind of have to go out there but do you do you feel like that's necessary do you stand by that i feel like it's not necessarily necessary to kind of (laughs) (laughs) what a concise point (laughs) well made (laughs) (laughs) it's not always necessary to kind of like put yourself out there and be dating all the time to meet someone like you do hear a lot of times that people meet kind of naturally like in a bar through a friend or whatever but i think everyone always says like oh it's when you least expect it that someone will come along and it's like actually when i'm not dating i'm kind of just like cool i've got all this time that i can spend with my friends and i do things that i want to do and like I'm not closed off to the idea of meeting someone. It's just that I can't be bothered to give my energy to it at the moment. So I think it can happen both ways, but it's maybe becoming harder in a modern world when we have all of this choice like we spoke about. Yeah, personally, I get so annoyed when people tell me to just stop looking. I'm not, and, and they're like, oh, just just enjoy being single, focus on yourself. I've been doing that since 1998. <laughs> like I'm very focused on myself, thank you very much. And they always say it's going to happen when you're least expecting it. I'm not expecting it. I genuinely, I'm not going to wake up one day and say, I genuinely expect to meet a man today. It's just not how it works. Yeah. Like, I'm not expecting to find someone quickly. I think I'm a very slow burner anyway. So it would take me a long time to actually feel something real for someone that's not just infatuation or lust. And that's when so like I've had times where I've been like I don't want to meet men at all which is what no man may was and we saw how much male attention I weirdly got (laughs) no man may that was that was like every man may (laughs) but then there are times where I am like okay I genuinely might want to there are a couple of words I just keep saying genuinely actually and chemistry they just keep oh what what do I subconsciously want genuine chemistry actually (laughs) love actually is nowhere to be found Um, but yeah it's annoying it's not gonna just happen you have to be in a place where you're making time in your life for that because it's very easy for young working professionals to not make time for it and then you won't find it and no one is doing very spontaneous asking you out in person anymore because I don't think our generation's like that I think that's fair enough but would you say now on reflection that Thursday is probably crossing a line because like you say it's a bit (laughs) crossing a line I wouldn't say crossing a line like it's its own thing I don't really know how to describe it but 
That's not crossing a line. It's just setting a new line. <laughs> I think it's trying to answer a problem because clearly we are all, not we are all, clearly there are some issues with dating, which we've touched on with dating apps where, you know, chatting too much, chatting too little, actually meeting up. So I like the fact that they're trying to force people to meet quite quickly and they're trying to make it so that it's not every day mindlessly scrolling while you're having a dump. It's... <laughs> love that image well you're really welcome when you're least expecting it but i feel like you're never more vulnerable than you are on the toilet so in a way it <laughs> might be the perfect time to open up to someone and to yourself <laughs> yeah i'm gonna flush that metaphor away my conclusion thursday is trying to solve a problem i do think exists i think the people that are going to thursday maybe some of them maybe about 70 percent, need to calm down they really need to calm down <laughs> everyone else lovely fine keep doing what you're doing yeah, it's a good concept, right? You get to meet people in person rather than kind of like being a bit detached to them on the internet. But it was just so intense. Maybe it was the location we went to. See, I wanted to go to Canary Wharf and get a nice van in a suit. But Hannah and my other friend wanted bricks and jam because cooler. But we've ruled out that area. Next location, please. Shall we just do an episode on Moto of like going around different areas of London? Maybe you could take the microphone and go and ask the people of the area their dating experiences. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Well, on that note, it's time to wrap up. Thank you for joining us, Han. Woo, Hannah. Woo. Woo, Hannah. Woo, best wingwoman, best housemate, icon. She says she's not dating right now, but boys, if you like what you hear, let me know and I can return the favour to Hannah and wingwoman her up. <laughs> Thank you, Vahini. I appreciate it. Oh, we didn't even talk about the bad things. Should we just quickly say, we know that there are some issues with Love Island. We're not skimming over You just want to now bring up the problems <laughs> of Love Island. But normally we're so nuanced and we present both sides. But right now we've just been like, we love the drama. <laughs> That's not nuanced. Right, there are issues. When you we start acknowledge unpacking that. it, you realise <laughs> that we probably shouldn't be watching it. I feel like that is the short answer. <laughs> yeah, on a serious note, everyone should stop watching it and stop listening to us because we're trash for promoting it. I, th- I think until everyone, everyone can watch Love Island with uh, and keep it at like arms <laughs> sorry i thought you meant like until poverty is solved and everyone has access to television and itv at nine o'clock <laughs> anyway i think the hole has been dug i'm sat in a pit now i'm sat in a pit and i'm gonna go take a <laughs> and swipe i'm out <laughs> i'm out guys on that lovely note <laughs> i'm mean <laughs> right we done now yeah i think so someone's about to fall in love when they were least expecting it they just tuned into a podcast see it can happen <laughs> If you have any comments or thoughts, contact us at moto.thepodcast at gmail.com or Instagram at moto.thepodcast. That's the one. You can slide into our DMs and tell us what your thoughts are if you've been to Thursday or if you've watched Love Island. If you've done neither of those things and want to slide in anyway, then feel free. Brilliant. Brilliant. See you next time. Bye then. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up.